Good news, Cougar fans. BYU has now announced their early season kickoff time, so you can start making your plans for at least the early season schedule for the BYU football season upcoming. And also, a prominent member of the media, a local friend of the podcast, has predicted BYU to go 7-5 this season. How realistic is his projection? We're talking about that on today's show. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to the thousands of you who are everydayers with us here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Big thank you to all of you for joining us here on your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU. A new month, a new look. If you're watching this on YouTube, seen a little new overlay and a new graphics package we've added to the podcast. You know, Trying to mix things up a little bit here, but excited to be uh, part of the future, as it were, with the Locked On Podcast Network. And if you're listening to this on the regular podcast feed, I would encourage you to scoot over to YouTube and check it out all the same if you have not done so already. All right, let's dive right in on BYU football, and let's talk a little bit about the early season kickoff uh, for BYU times. Uh, by the way, a quick reminder of today's show, our title sponsors are friends over at FanDuel, the official uh, sportsbook of Locked On. Uh, visit uh, FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. Make every moment more with our friends over at FanDuel. All right, let's uh, talk some BYU football. They officially announced that their Big 12 season will begin late night, as we probably all expected. BYU will open up the 2023 season 93 days away from today as they take on the Sam Houston State Bearcats at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and kickoff time for that one set for 8.15 p.m. Mountain Time. Now, kickoff time is not unfamiliar for BYU fans, but the interesting part is the broad broadcast partner is what is notable here for BYU. Fox, Fox Sports 1 or FS1 as most of you might know it, is going to be broadcasting that game as part of the new Big 12 media package, or I guess what BYU's new media package is as a member of the Big 12 is probably what I should clarify. And it'll be the first time Mitch Harper, my good friend over at the KSL uh, Sports Zone and KSLSports.com, pointed this out. It'll be the first time, at least in recent memory, that Fox has broadcast a game at BYU. So a little bit of a history uh, coming up on a late night Saturday. Saturday night as BYU takes on the Bearcats. Looking forward to this game because, like I said, it's just the kickoff to a brand new era. I'm sure the stands will be packed. Sam Houston State will be making their FBS debut as members of Conference USA in that game as well. Should be a fun one. The following week, BYU will play their FCS game. They will host Southern Utah at Lavelle Edwards Stadium for the second straight week. Now, this one's not that surprising. It will be part of Big 12 now on ESPN+. I've said for months now, if you guys have not subscribed to ESPN+, Plus for sports, Sports to watch whatever it is, golf, rugby for many of you, uh, international soccer, multiple leagues on there, uh, even just simply college basketball, type, that type of stuff. I would encourage you to get on it now. Get used to ESPN Plus because that this game is going to be streaming only. BYU and the Southern Utah Thunderbirds kicking off at 1 p.m. Mountain Time. BYU in all reality should be 2-0 to start the season. Uh, Southern Utah should be essentially a walk in the park for BYU. And then Sam Houston, yes, they are a good FCS program making the transition to FBS, but you are now, speaking of BYU, 
BYU, a Power 5 program. You should roll over these guys and get off to a win. We're going to talk here in a little bit about some projections a good friend of the podcast, Cam Miller, made here in a moment, and he actually projects that game to be a little closer than probably you're expecting, but we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, Let's wrap up uh, the early uh, schedule for BYU in terms of kick times. Uh, The following week, the third week, the final non-conference game for BYU will be a road game at Arkansas. A number of you are planning to make this trip. I am hopeful of making it myself. We'll see how it all shakes out. But they'll be playing down there in Fayetteville against the Arkansas Razorbacks. It'll be a, excuse me, yeah, be a 5 o'clock Mountain Time, uh, excuse me, man, I screwed that up. 5.30 Mountain Time kickoff on ESPN2. So if you're keeping track at home, BYU will start off their season on the Fox Network, Fox Family of Networks on FS1. Then they'll play streaming only on ESPN+. And then they'll be back on the mothership, or I guess the worldwide leader of sports, on ESPN as they round out the non-conference slate. The other game that was announced in terms of a kick time was BYU's lone Friday matchup, and that is Cincinnati at BYU on September 29th. BYU will host the Bearcats at 8 8.15 p.m. Mountain Time on ESPN. That will be BYU's first Big 12 home game. Their Big 12 home opener should be a fantastic atmosphere in its own right for that game. But overall, I think it's a pretty fair slate for BYU, if I'm speaking frankly. I have expected, and you should have been expecting, these late-night kickoffs for BYU. The nice part is they're not making Southern Utah a late-night one. That'll be an afternoon kickoff, and at that time of year, it could be a pretty toasty one at LES uh, for BYU and uh, SUU down there at the house that Ed built, but the nice part is I think the BYU understands where they fit currently in the framework of the Big 12. They're fully uh, engaged with what the Big 12 is trying to build here. Uh, BYU and Sam Houston State will be the nightcap to round out week one for the Big 12 Conference. Obviously Cincinnati and BYU will essentially kick off that week for the Big 12 Conference, but obviously there's a lot of uh, bragging rights, so to say, for the Big 12 when BYU goes to Arkansas with revenge on their mind for the pasting that they received uh, from at the hands of Arkansas at home home last year. So, uh, like I said, you can start making your plans. If you're planning on traveling to Arkansas, you know exactly uh, when that game is scheduled to kick off. Hopefully you can make your flights, arrange that type of stuff, be able to get in and out of town. And also, if you happen to be traveling to the Wasatch Front for the other three of these games, whether it's for the home opener, excuse me, the season opener against Sam Houston State or the Big 12 home opener against Cincinnati, you do know there'll be late night games for you uh, at Lavelle Edwards Stadium this upcoming season. Now, with regards to projections of how the season is going to go for BYU. Our good friend of the podcast, Cam Miller, who we need to get back on the show here pretty soon, we, and we will do that, he is projecting BYU to go 7-5 uh, and five on the season. That's a bit of a stunner for me, frankly. I was like, wow, that's that's a it's a crazy number. because And I don't, I don't mean a crazy number that they, he's projecting that that high, but reading over this, I'm impressed. The, the wins, that certain wins that he has picked for BYU and also certain losses for the Cougars as well. We'll dig into all of that as we continue on, right? Right here on Locked On Cougars. Now, a word on our friends over at FanDuel. Right now, uh, the NBA Finals are going to be underway here shortly, uh, beginning tonight. Right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet from, from, from our friends over at FanDuel of up to $2,500. Right, that's $2,2500 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. The best part about FanDuel, they've got great promotions every single day available to you. They also have a safe and secure app, making sure that your money and your information is secure and not going to be 
uh, transmitted uh, by insecure means. And also, the best part about this, in my opinion, is getting paid out instantly. You don't have to wait and get a reserve type of money so you can get paid out from this from the book. They'll pay you out immediately if that's what you so desire. So there's a better, no better place to bet on all the playoff action than with America's number one sports book. That's our friends over at FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get a no sweat first bet of a $2,500. Once again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on now to learn more. Check it out. That's FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Cannot thank you guys enough for your continued support of the podcast. Thank you for being everydayers with us here on the podcast. Tomorrow on the show, going to have a, a, a fun interview, uh, an interesting one from Pro Football Focus. They caught up with Kingsley Suomataia. Uh, what were some of the insights? What are the expectations for PFF coming off what PFF graded as a pretty good season for BYU going into this upcoming season? We'll have that for you guys on our Friday edition of the podcast. All right, time now to break into Cam Miller's season prediction for BYU, and he's got BYU having a pretty good year overall. He has BYU going 7-5 and five on the season. I'll just get that out of the way right off the top, but the way he's got BYU doing this is not uh, the way I expected him to come to this conclusion, if that makes sense. He starts off with BYU and Sam Houston State. He's got BYU winning this one 31-25. He says, don't let this, quote, non-conference game fool you. The Sam Houston State Bearcats every bit this potential spoiler team in 2023. The newly appointed the FBS team enters the 2023 season with high hopes of competing in Conference USA and brings with them former Arizona starting quarterback Grant Gunnell. If I'm not mistaken, BYU uh, faced a little bit of Gunnell uh, during some of their previous matchups with the Arizona Wildcats during the independent era. Uh, he is uh, going to be starting for the Bearcats, projected at least, but he still has BYU winning that game 31-25, to albeit a little bit of a squeaker uh, to kick off the season. The following week, he's got BYU smashing Southern Utah 35-11, and uh, 35-11 to get to 2-0 on the season. And then we finally get to week three, and I think this uh, the non-conference slate kind of goes the way that I projected it was going to go uh, according to what uh, Cam's got going here. He's got BYU at Arkansas losing that one 35-22. So the prognosis for BYU during their conference schedule is primed and ready for them to make some noise. However, we saw la- as we saw last year in Provo, the Arkansas Razorbacks can be too much to handle at times. In Fayetteville, the he- matchup heavily favors Arkansas' K.J. Jefferson is every bit of a dominant dual threat at the quarterback position. They also welcome in a few new pieces through the transfer portal should pay major dividends, including massive Tyrone Broden from uh, Bowling Green. This is Arkansas's defense will also be headlined by star power in 2023 with edge rushers Trajan Jeffcoat and John Morgan III. Should be expected to make life incredibly difficult for Keaton Slovis and company on offense. I, I'm, I'm not necessarily upset about that. I think 22 points and putting up an admirable, admirable fight down there in Fayetteville would actually be pretty good for BYU. I'm not putting it out of the realm of possibility for BYU to win that game, in my personal opinion, but but 2-1 and one to start the season is not all that bad. Then comes the first one that I have got a question to mark. He's got BYU in their Big 12 opener at Kansas, losing a heartbreaker 35-29. to Says the Big 12 opener for BYU is a winnable game. However, lest we forget that in the Week 4 of 2022, Kansas QB Jalen Daniels had firmly put his name in the Heisman discussion. He's projecting Kansas to be off to a pretty hot start, so... We'll see what happens. So he's got BYU sinking to 2-2 two and two, uh, a third of the way through their season. The following week when they come home, as you mentioned, Cincinnati on a Friday night at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, he's got BYU winning this game 30-25. to 25, And I agree with this one. BYU should win this one. I actually think they should beat Kansas as well. I think BYU coming out of the Cincinnati game personally should be 
three and what no four excuse me four and one coming out of the Cincinnati in the end of September. He's got them three and two after beating the Bearcats in that game. Scott Satterfield very much in rebuild mode with Cincinnati and obviously BYU hoping to take advantage of that. And then here comes the stunner for me. Uh, Cam is projecting BYU to beat TCU twenty six to twenty four. On the road against the national runner-up from a year ago, I know, and he mentions this, TCU is not necessarily the same type of team as they were a year ago. They had a number of guys leave the program, uh, go to the NFL, that type of stuff. But here's the thing. That TCU team is still very loaded on defense and very much capable of making life miserable for BYU. And lest any BYU fan forget, back in the Mountain West era, going to TCU was, oof, Tough times. Really, John Beck really had the only success that I can remember down there in Fort Worth. But nonetheless, our good friend Cam has got BYU getting to 4-2 and two with that win over TCU. Then he's also got BYU beating what is one of the dark horses to win the Big 12 title this year, Texas Tech, 29-28. Uh, this is, uh, by the way, this is also a group think a little bit with some of his friends over at College Football Network. But he's got BYU winning at Texas Tech. So that gets BYU right down uh, to uh bowl eligibility, right on the cusp of bowl eligibility if they were to beat Texas Tech in Week 8. Then Week 9, BYU's got uh, Texas trouncing the Cougars 31-17 to on the road. Making the trip to Austin, we all know this, that Texas is the heavy favorite to win the Big 12 Conference, according to most sports books out there. I'm not surprised by this, as, as that uh, with Quinn Ewers leading the charge, Texas has a large advantage over almost every other team in the Big 12. But hey, BYU's done crazier things when they've gone to Texas. We've had some guys on my radio station from Texas who have said, hey, has Taysom Hill got a, got a relative on this team? Taysom Hill very much still in the brain for BYU uh, as they head to Austin. Then BYU goes back east uh, to face off against West Virginia. He has got BYU beating West Virginia 30-27, to which would officially clinch bowl eligibility for the Cougars in Week 10 of the season. Uh, he says just simply getting to Morgantown is no joke for opponents coming with a, a victory against West Virginia and Morgantown is another issue. However, in 2022, the Mountaineers present a team that needs some help in just about every game on their schedule. Uh, and they also mentioned that Keaton Slovis knows a little thing or two about beating West Virginia as he did last year when he passed for over 300 yards for the Pitt Panthers in that win in the backyard brawl. So it's a close game for BYU due to the travel, but I will also add this tidbit. Uh, could West Virginia have a interim head coach at this point? That's the thing about this. Neil Brown very much could already be out of a job by the time BYU shows up at West Virginia. Then he's got BYU losing to Iowa State. This is, the, this is the surprise loss for me on the, on the schedule, honestly. Uh, He's got BYU saying the proverbial next step must be taken from Iowa State QB Hunter Deckers, but all signs point to that happening in front of our eyes in 2023. It's a tough spot for BYU. They have Texas, Iowa State, and Oklahoma within four weeks of one another. Fortunately, the Cyclones have to come to Provo and could be upset by a BYU team that should be able to continue to gel and find firepower with a talented roster this season. But nonetheless, he still has BYU losing at home to the Cyclones 32-24, dropping BYU down uh, to 6-3. Then he has BYU losing losing at home in their regular season finale to Oklahoma. Excuse me, he's got him at six. Uh, that'd be six and four. Apologies for that. Then he's got them losing to Oklahoma, thirty-five to twenty-three, the second toughest game on their schedule in twenty twenty-three, only because Oklahoma comes to town. The Sooners are every bit as talented as other potential favorites in the Big Twelve title in twenty twenty-three. Speaking of Texas, and have every, every bit as good as a quarterback, if not better. 
I disagree with that. I don't think Oklahoma's quarterback situation is nearly as good as Texas. But, hey, nonetheless, that's what it is. Dylan Gabriel uh, is the guy that BYU is most likely to be facing in this game if he is healthy. He says that all the firepower that Texas holds on offense should be too much for almost every opponent on their schedule this fall. We'll see if his projection for Oklahoma is true because Oklahoma came off a pretty disappointing season last year. But then, in the regular season finale, he's got BYU punching their ticket and taking some momentum into the postseason with a road win at Oklahoma State. Of this one, he says Oklahoma Oklahoma State Cowboys have been the pinnacle of success during head coach Mike Gundy's tenure in Stillwater. They've not still had a losing record since 2005, which is Gundy's first season on the job, but 2023 fears like that feat may rear its ugly head for Oklahoma State fans. It says, for BYU, this is a winnable game for multiple reasons. First things first, they hold a better quarterback and a superior offense in general. Uh, OSU's defense should present some unique challenges, but there are far too many departures at key positions to give them more than just the benefit of the doubt. I know that Caleb Etienne was which projects uh, potentially to be BYU starting right tackle. He'll be highly motivated to get revenge against his former team. He says that BYU heads to Stillwater for a dramatic season and ending victory, ending victory that pushes the record to an incredibly successful, I don't know if I get that word out of my mouth, successful 7-5 and season debut in the Big 12. And more importantly, he's also projecting BYU to go 5-4 and in the Big 12, have a winning record in the Big 12 overall. That, in my mind, may be even more impressive if BYU were to get to 7-5 and five is having a winning record in the Big 12 Conference. The math for me, and I've said it multiple times on this podcast, if you're just checking us out for the first time, hopefully you'll come back again soon. I have thought that BYU very much needs to take care of business at home early on in the slate. You've got to obviously beat Sam Houston State and Southern Utah. Get those two wins. Beat Cincinnati. That's three wins right there. And then the rest of the games up there, you just got to find uh, three wins. Whether that's knocking off Iowa State at home, which I think is very possible for BYU. Whether that's a Texas Tech coming to Provo, you get that win. There are opportunities across the schedule for BYU to pick up those wins. And as I've said, my benchmark for success is 6-6. Six and six. I'm just a little bit surprised of how uh, Cam went about this. He thinks BYU could go beat TCU on the road but lose to Iowa State at home. I'd actually probably flip those two personally. And uh, that's probably how I would project it if I were to pick BYU going 7-5. and five. And if you want me to do the math for you on that, that type of stuff. But the nice part is... BYU's projected to be a fairly competitive team year one in the Big 12 Conference. And frankly, can you ask for much more than that year one uh, for BYU? And I, I, I don't necessarily think you can, but obviously you can quibble with that. I'll, I'll throw it out to you guys. If you're watching this on YouTube or if you're listening to it on our regular podcast feed, feel free to weigh in. Would 7-5, and five, is 6-6, six and six, are you projecting a losing record for BYU? Are you pie in the sky thinking that 9-3, and 10-2 and two is, is possible for BYU year one in the Big 12? I'd love to hear what you think is uh, your projection for how BYU gets to whatever record you're doing. Uh, what's your big upset win? What's the major upset loss for BYU along the way as they make their entrance back into conference play for the first time in over a decade. I'm very much uh, looking forward to this next era of the Big 12 for BYU, but more importantly, just having uh, the nice uh, addition of having to track a conference race. That is something that my my media career, many of you know this, I started covering BYU professionally, uh, essentially on a full-time basis, the same year BYU went independent. I was doing it part-time in their final season. I was an intern with KSL News Radio at the time, working with Gregor Bell during the final Mountain West season in 2010, as many of you might recall. But then, beginning in 2011, when BYU kicked off against Ole Miss, and we're going to talk about another game, and BYU's independent run as our countdown throughout the offseason continues here in a moment. But I've been tracking BYU and covering them full-time during the independent era. 
It's going to be a lot of fun for me personally to be able to track and be able to share updates with you guys on the Big 12 throughout the upcoming season saying, okay, this team very much looks like they might be in the driver's seat, but here's how BYU can play spoiler here. That, that's the fun part of what being in a conference is all about. Obviously, the dream is there still to win a conference title and punch your ticket to the New Year's Six, if not the college football playoff down the road. But the good news is if you're a Cougar fan, it sure looks like BYU could be one of those teams that could play spoiler in multiple circumstances this fall if everything uh, kind of breaks their way. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll talk about another one of those games, as mentioned, in BYU's independent run. A look back at a pretty tough loss for BYU, considering that that run the BYU was never able to get over the hump against Utah until late in their independent era. We're talking about another Utah-BYU Classic coming up in just a moment. Now, a word on our friends over at Perry Homes. Whether you're looking for your first home or you're ready to upgrade to your dream home, Perry Homes has a house for you. For 50 years, Perry Homes has been Utah's premier home builder with communities excuse me, throughout the state. they got many communities, home designs, and price points to help meet your needs. they got you covered wherever you need to come in at. And the best part is they got beautiful communities in Davis, Salt Lake, Tooele, and Utah counties along the Wasatch Front. Or if you want to get down into Red Rock Country and live in St. George, they got multiple communities in Washington County as well if you want to check those out. They offer over 50 unique home designs from Ramblers to two stories to townhomes to fit your needs. And they're offering generous financing incentives right now through their preferred lender as well. So visit PerryHomesUtah.com to see what's new in Utah's finest neighborhoods right now. Once again, that's PerryHomesUtah.com to learn more now. Make sure you mention the Locked On Cougar sent you when you talk with them as well. But for 50 years, Utah has been coming home to Perry Homes. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your routine, my friends. Uh, let me know, by the way, if you like the new layout, uh, it's got a little rundown on YouTube as well. You kind of know where the show is going, kind of in the format of what we're going to be doing here. But a big thank you to all of you for your support. It's a ton of fun to do what I do and talk all things Cougars every single day. And like I said, if you have not done so already, please consider uh, subscribing, rating, reviewing, uh, sharing your comments in the YouTube comment section, uh, reaching out via social media, all that type of stuff. We appreciate any and all of your guys' interactions and cannot thank you guys enough for your continued support of this venture. All right, before we go on the podcast, i got a question to answer as well as a look back at another game in BYU football history. Let's get to the question first off, and that comes in. Oh, I, I just closed out on an accident. Dang it. Uh, new format, trying to get used to new things we hear, but uh, we'll find this. So in the meantime, while I look for that, let's talk about BYU and that win. Actually, no, I found the question. Thank goodness. All right. David Congo weighing in. David Congo 4 on Twitter says, is the Big 12, excuse me, if the Big 12 adds more teams, how big of a financial impact will it be on BYU and the rest of the conference? Uh, we know BYU is getting is going to be getting $31.7 million a year. That will be in 2025. Let me be very clear about that. BYU is looking at a 16 million dollar payout this season as well as an 18 million dollar payout over in next season uh, if my math is correct so it's not going to be the full 31.7 million until 2025 but that's beside the point since so before the extras and attorneys and slash playoff bowls come in if you add other teams should it divide the lot that BYU gets now David I, I think I've addressed this before but if I did not make it clear if if the big 12 were to add Colorado Arizona, any one of the Pac-12 schools, or they bring in another Power 5 school from another conference, there is what they call a pro-rata clause in their media rights deal that gives that same amount of money to that school. So, 
if Colorado, if all the smoke and rumors are true about the Colorado Buffaloes being willing to come back to the Big 12, they would enter the Big 12 as a full share member getting $31.7 million and it would actually add to the overall pot. It would expand the overall media rights deal, if that makes sense. Now, if you add a San Diego State, an SMU, a UNLV, a Gonzaga, a UConn, you you, you know the other candidates out there that BYU is chasing. If they add one of those teams, that is where it gets diluted because you're not going to, the pro rata clause does not apply to non-Power 5 teams. That is where the Big 12 would have to vote and you'd have to give some of the money that BYU is projected to get of that $31.7 million and give some of that money to a San Diego State. Give them a cut of the money. Would they come in for less money overall probably to begin with like BYU? Probably. But eventually, they would uh, get a slice of the pie that is equal to everybody else in the conference. And that is the concern that, yes, the pie get, does shrink. The overall slice or the amount of money that BYU would make, that is how things would shake out. You add Power 5 teams, you raid the, tw- uh, the Pac-12, you get that $31.7 million added to the deal. Otherwise, it just kind of yeah, it kind of slims down the overall amount of money BYU would make. So hopefully that answers your question. I, didn't, I we didn't have time for an, a mailbag edition of the podcast this week, but I did get that question, so I wanted to address it before we went on today's show. Uh, we will get back to another mailbag next week. So if you got questions in the meantime, send them in. We will keep them in the hopper, and we will get to those on an edition of Locked On Cougars beginning uh, next week. And by the way, another tidbit for you guys: uh, currently the Locked On. Uh, College Channel is what we call vacation mode, or I guess uh, off-season mode. We're only required to do three episodes a week. I am going to endeavor to do at least four weekly. I'll obviously try and make it as many as five, but just understand if I miss a day here or there over the next two months, and uh, next two months through July 31st, if I miss a day, just understand that, that three is the obligation right now. But the goal is to obviously continue to uh, get five out to you guys, and I will do my absolute darndest to make sure you guys are covered every single day. All right. Final thing, BYU uh, came off a, a tough loss, uh, excuse me, tough two losses, uh, dropping a uh, you know, tough loss to start their, uh, uh, well, okay, I'm, let me back on that, rewind, all right. So BYU had started off the 2017 season with a win over Portland State. Obviously, BYU uh, said, hey, we'll figure things out. But then we talked yesterday on the podcast about BYU going to LSU and not even crossing the 50. Just an absolutely miserable performance for BYU in that game. Well, with their tail tucked between their legs, they came back home obviously, uh, to face off against the University of Utah, and the Utes took no mercy on BYU. Despite the final score being 19-13 to and actually quite close in terms of the overall score, BYU very much was not in this game. It was 9 nothing at halftime for Utah, and they probably should have had one or two more touchdowns on top of that at halftime. They added the other 10 points of their score in the third quarter to make it 19-6 to going into the fourth quarter. Tanner Mangum uh, added some lipstick to that pig, uh, getting a, a touchdown pass to Trey Dye, his lone touchdown toss of the night with about what two minutes to go in this one made it look a little closer than it was but BYU went four and out when they got the ball back and a chance to potentially uh, go down and win the game ultimately fall once again to the University of Utah and the big star of this game was Tyler Huntley Mr. Poo Poo himself he hadn't made that comment quite yet that would come a couple years later but he had a career high 300 yards passing going 27 of 36 no touchdowns no interceptions but he did rough up BYU on the ground with 89 yards and a touchdown rushing for the 
Utes in this one on 19 carries. BYU still struggled to run the football. 24 carries for just 63 yards. They were not negative as they were. Uh, they didn't have negative yardage in the end like they did against LSU. But Ula Tolatow, does that name sound familiar? A blast from the past. He actually led BYU with five carries for 25 yards and their other touchdown in this one. But the loss dropped BYU to 1-2 and two on the season. And the Wills were very much wobbling after this one. Well, I think the next game is where the Wills officially came off in the 2017 season, and that was... Uh, what a loss uh, to number 10 Wisconsin at home at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I've got a really fun anecdote, a personal experience I had from that game, and we will talk about that when we reconvene on tomorrow's edition of the podcast. So there you go. You're up to speed on everything going on in BYU sports. A big thank you to all of you for your continued support of the podcast, as always. Please be sure to continue to subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you get it, whether it's on YouTube with the new layout we've uh, debuted today, or if you're listening to us on a regular podcast feed, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review once again. And thank you once again for being uh, making Locked On Cougars your first listen today. And thank you for being everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. We will talk to you guys again soon. See ya.